for friends. I'm Christine and you're listening to episode two of the Unabridged Yarns podcast. Today we are talking about multifaceted stuff. The theme is multifaceted. Okay, <laughs> sorry. So, uh, sorry this was a long waiting episode. I did one and then nothing forever. Um, lots of stuff going on. So (laughs) anywho, so let's just get started. Um, this year, my theme for knitting is year of tops. I'm trying to knit up as much of my non wool, like protein fibers as possible into summer tops. So far, I am three for three, so I'm like behind one month because I did January, February, and March, and then I'm still not done with April's. <laughs> so April and so April's and May's need to be done this month. Um, I'm doing knitting and crocheting actually for these. I've done. Two, three knit tops, and I'm crocheting one this month, or the last month and this month, and next month I think I'll be knitting again. Um, so far, I knitted a um, top. Oh gosh, the material girl top, and then I knit one. Um, I knit a bolero out of um, sea silk and then what else did I do? I did a random like rainbow one which, which was kind of fun and then and now I'm crocheting a silk vest to go over one of my church dresses um, What else? Sorry. So part of the whole reason why I'm doing this is I'm trying to get to know myself better and shrug off societal expectations of me and what is normal. Um, I'm trying to really embrace my individuality and really think about what I do and don't like to really kind of get to know myself better. Um, The other reason why I'm doing the Year of Tops is to provide me with everyday slow fashion. I don't know if I, I mean, I haven't really done a lot of research on slow fashion, so I'm not like an advocate or anything because I don't really know very much about it. Um, It just gives me the opportunity to take time to do something for myself and kind of teach me more self-love and to consider myself in the mix. So that's what I'm doing so far and I feel like it's working. Um, I'm not feeling so guilty about not making anything else for anybody else. Uh, people keep asking me, but now I feel like I can say no. So it's good. Um, secondly, okay. So the fiber we're talking about this episode are down breeds. And the reason why down breeds are multifaceted is because not only do they produce wool that you can spin and use, 
but they are also multi-purpose um, sheep in the sense that they're, they're meat and cheese sheep as well. So you can eat them, you can spin them, you can wear them. Um, yeah. <laughs> so down sheep are pretty cool. They're not super soft. The micron count is usually over 26, but, um, and they don't hold dye very well. Most things come out relatively pastel. However, they, um, the way they're, uh, oh gosh, I'm thinking of follicle kind of structure is, it's more coily all over the place than spirally. And what this does is creates a lot of loft, so they tend to be warm. They don't pill, so they're excellent for socks. Um, because pilling, not pilling equals not felting. So you can have 100% wool socks that are warm that will that you can put through the washer because they also don't shrink. So um, they also don't have very much lanolin in it, so it makes it really easy for processing. And they spin really beautifully um, doing the long draw method. I think it's a little bit easier to do that because they're so coily. So you kind of just got to let them do what they're going to do. Um, my favorite, so I spun everything except for Exmoor. Um, but my favorite sheep was Suffix. Um, oh, and Southdown. I also liked Southdown. I liked Suffix and I liked Southdown. Um, they just seem to spin the easiest for me. Like, I felt like I had the most control out of those. And, yeah. Oh, also, down sheep are really cute. Like, go check out Dorset down sheeps. Like, just Google it. They've got those kind of faces where you're like, oh, that's adorable. So. That's your little bit about fiber this episode. I hope it's not like too little. I'm just kind of giving a little taste of what it is. Um, so when I spun up all the down breeds, I guess I'll talk a little bit more. When I spun up all the down breeds, um, I carded most of them. I didn't even wash them first or anything. I just carded them because there was so little grease in them. It didn't seem to matter. And all the vegetable matter just kind of fell out while carding and spinning. Um, they, I'm still learning how to card the best I can and stuff. But a lot of them, I did have a... Oh, sorry. I don't know where that's coming from. It's in the middle of the day and I slept, I swear. Um, I did have a problem with a lot of um, little nebs. Now, granted, I didn't really feel like I cared that much about making sure they all got out and I was kind of just letting it do its thing. So whatever happened, happened. Um, yeah, so that being said, I did like spinning down. 
if you're very, very um, sensitive to rough wool, the pricker, prickle factor could be higher than normal. I would wear them on my feet because I don't really have sensitive feet, but I would not wear it on my neck, if that makes sense. But besides that, or on my head because I think my um, forehead would get itchy. So, but I did like doing, spinning the down braids. That was fun. <laughs> so now let's, oh, so now we're going to have a little song. Um, both our songs this time around are for from Loud Hound. And this song is called Fine By Me. Welcome back. Now we're going to talk about um, how my cold sheep is going. I hit 30 days successfully and got my 30 day chill chip. 
and I felt really successful and I was feeling really good about it. Um, but then I fell off the sheep cause so I could sit here and tell you it was from stress and sadness and things like that. Uh, but to be honest, I'm using that as an excuse. I was just so sad. I just wanted to do, I just wanted things to make me happy. But if I'm being honest, it didn't make me feel better. It just gave me more wool. Um, <laughs> yeah, so pretty much I just purchased Three Waters Farm. Like, I love them a lot. But it didn't stop me from feeling my feels. Um, so that's the truth. It, it's been kind of like one of the reasons why I haven't been on is I haven't had much time. I've been really blessed here in Hawaii to, um, have some really good friends, just excellent ladies in my life. And, um, it, the last few months I've had the opportunity to serve them, um, where they've been kind of supporting me a lot over the last few years. But I had one friend, um, have an elective surgery and her husband is deployed. I had another friend who had to have an emergency surgery. Her husband's here, but you know, military guys got to work. So, um, trying to help her out as much as I could. Um, and really trying to do as much as I could, wishing I could do more. I started on this new medication that really kind of kicked me in the trash and it's taken a while for me to adjust to. Um, I've been more nauseous on it than I ever did with any pregnancy or anything. They were like, yeah, you're, you're going to feel nauseous. And it was like the first week, cause I take it weekly. I was out the whole week. The second week I was out until Saturday. So like six days and then next week after that five days and it's seriously, and I'm now finally starting to feel a little bit like I'm now starting to feel good enough to function again. Um, and then I mix all that other stuff. Um, a really good friend of mine, um, passed away from breast cancer over the last month. Um, her, her health had been, um, going downhill for this whole last year, but over the last couple of months, I've really, well, over the last six months or so, or I don't know, around October time last year, um, I really started to try to, um, spend more time with her because, her treatment plan went from trying to get her into remission to um, just trying to keep her on as long as possible. And then it went to trying to make her as comfortable as possible. So trying to be there for her and spend as much time as I could with her along with everything else going on. And then um, 
this last month, she finally passed away. So kind of dealing with that as well as supporting her family, um, like her immediate family here, because being in the military, when your spouse passes on, you don't necessarily have someone the next day to take the kids while you start working out funeral plans and um, things like that. So I just, you know, was working really hard at making sure I was available and um, healthy enough and my body not flaring up as much as possible so I could be that person for them. So yeah, kind of was a hard month with that. It hit me harder than I thought it would because we knew that she was not long for this world um, anymore. In fact, when I met her, she had stage four cancer. So like I came into this friendship knowing that I was probably going to have to say goodbye um, before we moved and everything. But just because you know something doesn't mean your heart knows it, I guess. So, yeah. This was the first time that I've had someone pass on that um, wasn't like a grandparent or someone who you know, had lived a full life. Um, her kids are the same age as my kids. We're the same age. We went to the same college, even though we didn't know each other back then. We were very, very similar. So it was, it was a very, um, I don't know if humbling, but it made me very aware of myself and my weaknesses, I guess. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, but she, she truly was just an amazing person. Um, I wanted to talk about human complexity and how different people are and how we never really know a person because they're all, everybody's different and we're more than one thing and we can't just group people into one thing um, because everybody's so much more than just that one thing and that's kind of like the theme of I guess this, that that's the multifacetedness like you can't put down sheep into one group because they're more than just fiber spinners or meat or cheese. And it's the same with people. There's, there's so many more elements to a person than just one thing. And really getting to know a person, it's hard to ever see every aspect of them. But it's a blessing when you can, I guess. So, kind of in the spirit of that, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Ruth, um, my friend that passed away. 
even at her funeral, I was surprised by how much I didn't know about her, even though we had been friends for almost three years. Um, she was kind of a kindred spirit to me. And even after she passed away, I got to see how much more alike we were than I had realized. Um, I met her about three years ago, like I said, when she had stage four breast cancer. Um, and it was because we went to the wrong church building on Sunday and when we first got here and she was there and she was the first person I talked to. And I just thought, oh, she is a pretty awesome, special person. Um, but then we realized we were at the wrong church building. So we started going to our church building. And so I thought I probably wasn't going to see her again. But then I started a knit group here. And lo and behold, who came to one of the first meetings? Ruth. Um, and I was like, well, all right. I think I'm supposed to be her friend. So there we were. Um, for about two years, we met with the group weekly to knit and got to know her better. And then when COVID started, we started doing, we tried to do some Zoom meetings. Um, then when Ruth's treatment plan went from remission to slowing, to slowing down the cancer as much as possible, um, we started spending time together. Our families did, um, the husbands and kids played a lot of Pathfinder and D and D kind of stuff. And Ruth and I, we would sit and we would talk about books and Dr. Who and all kinds of things. Um, just life, really getting to know each other. It wasn't just about the knitting anymore. We got to the point in our friendship where, you know, if you weren't feeling well, you just took a nap and it was okay. And so we'd come hang out and sometimes we both took a nap, sometimes just like in the living room together. Sometimes we sat and talked. Sometimes one of us napped and the other one listened to a book or a knit, you know, whatever, because it was just about being in each other's presence and being there for each other. Um, so, the last few days before she passed away, it was mainly just me sitting by her bedside. Well, not really bedside. She was on the couch. Um, but she would sleep and I would knit. And for some odd, I, I mean, I don't really truly understand it, but that was a very special time for me. I guess just being able to participate in, in her life. So, uh, sorry, makes me a little bit misty eyed. Um, she was, you know, you say someone's like a really good person, but she had that kind of silent patience with people. Um, you never felt judged. You always felt welcome. She just let people be who they were. And 
I felt like she's the kind of person I want to be when I grow up, <laughs> even though we're the same age. But, you know, she was more than that. At her funeral, she had roommates come and talk about her. And there were things about her that I was like, wow, we're even more alike. And wow, she was even more amazing than I realized. And um, it's just such an amazing blessing or thing to be able to participate in someone's life. And that's kind of what I learned from this. And to, you know, let people be who they are and be not only accepting of that, but happy for them that they're getting to know themselves and figure out who they are um, and just being that kind of support while people work out themselves, I guess. Sorry if this is kind of like all over the place. Um, I don't know. But yeah, so that's about it for this episode. I hope it's not too short or way too long. I just, I wanted to put something in there and I don't know if I'm like doing what needs to be done. For, like I, I want to bring something to the table in the knitting community and I just hope that what I'm doing brings something to someone, I guess, is what I'm saying. There's a book out there. Um, the Lupin Lady, Mrs. Rumphius, I think. I could be wrong. But um, in it, they talk about needing to do three things in life. Um, they say to travel the world, live by the sea, and find a way to make the world more beautiful. And that's my goal in life. So far, we've traveled the world a bit. I've lived by the sea now, so now I'm just trying to make the world a more beautiful place. So we're going to close up. Thanks for um, hanging out with me and talking about mental health and fiber arts and all that stuff. This was episode two, the multifaceted episode. <laughs> um, and I just wish everybody happy spinning and knitting until we meet again. Farewell, my fiber friends. Oh, and the last song, um, also by Loud Hound, <laughs> sorry, is called Keep, Keep Your Head Up. It's literally a YA. But yeah, so we're going to close out with that song. And I just want to say farewell, my fiber friends. Bye.